0: Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. Schmelk feels with you. The phone number, 201-939-4513. It's all presented by Coors Light. Go to the Coors Light Rewards mm. app to an amazing Giants prizes. Give me that copy there, figs. It's right here. You don't know it by now? I got it right. I want I to right. like I five five make sure I get now. it right next time. It's okay. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls all <laughs> show long. Um, on the Super Bowl and anything else you want to talk about. We don't have any guests today, so folks, get in, get early. we got open lines and we'll talk football with you. I have emerged from my Porzingis stupor, <laughs> and I'm ready to get back to Giants football. Feigs, how Go are you? Wonderful. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, and of course... Friday before the Super Bowl <sighs> the is always fun. F- the final real football game for yeah. the next eight months. I'm not I'm not counting preseason, sorry. The last real football game for the real next real eight ones. It count? plus months wow. is in two days. So enjoy it, folks, because you're going to be waiting for the next one.
1: And you're going to be bored. Unless you're a huge basketball fan, which I am not. I know John I is. Am, but you have, you have the AAF. Does that get you excited? No. No, me neither. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The only thing I want to see on that thing is um, who the other people, like who the players are, if we recognize any of them.
0: Yeah, and I think you will. I mean, Josh Johnson's one of the guys, right, that okay. was signed by the league. So That's crazy. Anyway, this is your last game, Jeff, and, and I think based on past – Patriot
1: Super Bowls, mm-hmm. it should be a good one. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very good game. I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think that the Rams can beat the Patriots. I whether I I don't think they will, but I think they can, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, it makes sense. And I think that this game is going to be one of a chess match when it comes to the offense and defensive coordinators for each team. And I think they got to come up – one of them's got to come up with something. We always hear – how to beat the patriots because of what the giants did, right? And the 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 Rams interior defensive linemen are pretty good. You got they're very good. Dominic Wu and,
0: and Donald it, it's the two most talented guys at the position in the league.
1: So if you're Wade Phillips, you got to come also. up with a way to get those guys isolated to try to somehow some way disrupt the middle of that good, offense. However, the offensive line for the Patriots, their interior offensive linemen are pretty darn good. And so this is a good matchup to watch. The other thing is yeah. that... I and by the way,
0: you can double-team ta- you can double team defensive tackles, and it's, it's not that hard. It's not like you can isolate right Aaron Donald. So yeah. if yeah. they want to take him out of the game, they can, but remember, and then you can get to your next point, Jeff, real quick. Why, if you remember, did the Patriots struggle so much in the first half against the Falcons? Grady Jarrett wrecked the game. Correct. He did not let Tom Brady do anything. That's the type of effect Aaron Donald could have in this game, and to me, that's the only chance the Rams defense has. And anyway, I, go to and your and next if,
1: point. And if I'm the Patriots, I'm not. I don't care about Dominic Sue. Okay, I, I I figure my guy can take him one on one. I got a double, I got d- double Donald. And He's,
0: Sue is in half the pass rusher. Donald, not was even, anyway, right? not even. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But that he can disrupt it Now offensively for the for the Rams. They do such a good job at all levels of the field passing the football, but they also the health of Todd Gurley to me is a big factor here. If he's going to be healthy enough to play like he should, then they're going to, they're going to use those two running backs and then complement it with a lot of play-action pass and hit every one of those levels down the field. Can the defense for the Patriots keep up with that? I don't know. And that's why I feel that the Rams have a chance to beat the Patriots if they can attack the field that they want and be successful with it. The Patriots' defense is very good.
0: Uh, they have good cornerbacks. Yep. The key is how they handle the Rams' play action. So much of the Rams' do comes off of play action.
1: On by 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 design, right?
0: Absolutely. And and their runs look exactly like their passes, which is why it's so difficult. I have enough faith in Bill Belichick and Flores as defensive coordinator to figure out either tells or clues or some way for his defense <clears throat> to defend those. And if Todd Gurley still not Todd Gurley, um, I do not believe they will let the Rams run the way they did against the Dallas Cowboys. That's not going to happen. The Patriots' cornerbacks are very good. I think they can handle the Rams' wide receivers for the most part. I don't think the Rams get to 27. I have a lot more faith in Belichick and Flores slowing down McVeigh. Than I do Wade Phillips slowing down McDaniels and Brady. That's how I see the game.
1: I actually think that this is going to be a high scoring game.
0: I think it's going to be like, I think 27 24 Patriots. That's okay.
1: that's I, my score. I think there's a 30 in there somewhere, okay. whether it's either team. But I think the 30 is the number. So 27 30 is going to be pretty close. I, like everybody, we just want a good game, right? You know what? I mean, we look a couple years ago, that first half in the Atlanta game. Oh, my God, It's is a blowout. <laughs>
0: Turned out to be one of the best games <laughs> It was, Look, was unbelievable yeah, okay. since the Giants-Patriots in 07 We've had some of the best Super Bowls in history You went Tell through you a know. run last there year. Where you had some bad games You had the game last year You had the Malcolm Butler game Which is a ridiculous game yep. You had the comeback Patriots uh, Falcons-Patriots You had Giants-Patriots in 11 Which came down to the final drive You've had some really, you
1: really, really, really yeah. good
0: football games Even the Ravens 49er game wasn't bad it was high scoring. So, I mean, you have had some really good Super Bowls in there, and I think you're going to have another one on Sunday.
1: Yeah, it'll be good. And I, I, you know, I want the Rams to win, but I don't, you know, we'll see what happens. So,
0: I don't know. Okay, I wanna, and I want to, why do you want the Rams to win? <laughs>
1: you're gonna go, I'm just, going there. I don't they care. they just don't like the, the, the New England Patriots. Well, why? I don't like them for many reasons, I will tell you. I would, and okay, the one, and the first one I, I told listen. you already is because well, that was off the air <laughs> for the five seasons that I played five teams that I played for. I got fired one time, folks, and that was by the New England Patriots. That's why I don't like them.
0: Well, Jeff, I have some bad news. We're not going to need your services on Big Blue Kickoff okay. Live anymore.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I've been fired twice now. I don't like you or the show anymore. <laughs> well, you,
0: you already didn't like me. That's okay. Well,
1: okay, no. And then the other reason is because they're just so good. Right. And, they, and it, I think that's why everybody else hates them. They're cheaters, okay? They are. They've been, They've been. I mean, Brady's been slapped on the hand for it and, you know, suspension and the Spygate and all that other stuff. But I just don't like them because they're just good. That's it. You know, I want somebody else to win. And you're tired of while. seeing them. And I get it. That's what, yeah. Now, yeah.
0: Giant, now, this shouldn't be personal for Giant fans, though. And I will say this, and this is oh, a no. point I made oh, in a no. fact or fiction. Look, the Giants have beat them twice in the Super Bowl, so this shouldn't be a personal thing. Yeah, it's not like they beat the Giants
1: and you hate them that way. Correct.
0: So, I get it. I I would like to see the Rams win, too, though. I got to admit, part of me is so tired of the McVay stuff. And I like the guy. He's a good coach. I have no problem with him personally. But I'm just so tired of all the hype. I just kind of want it to end.
1: Yeah, the problem is is that there's two things here. What do you want to end? Number one, you want... You want the, the McVay stuff to end, but that's not gonna end because he's around for a long time no, now. I, I know. And I what else see. do you want to end? I, I want the Belichick yeah, Brady I thing know. to I, end yeah. too. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> but you're right. On the flip side of it, yeah. without having any allegiance to anything, this is I can see why people would like the Patriots to win this game because this is history. Folks, I don't think that you will ever see this ever again in the league. You mean the sustained success by the
0: Patriots? I agree. You'll never so, see it again. So
1: from that standpoint you may say, I want the Patriots to win because this is some I'm seeing history. If you're one of those people that love to see history, I listen, today's today's world, you can see history anytime. You can go to you can go to YouTube and see it, you know. Back in the day when there wasn't the, the type of social media and things on mm-hmm. online, you witnessed you witness greatness or you witness history in person. Yeah. Nowadays you just oh well. You know you know what I'm saying? Like I could see history. I can see it on the TV if I want to. I can watch it on video, but we're never going to see this again. I I would put I'll write that down. Well that this will be on the board forever. That this will never happen again. I You're I'm not going to get I and, know, and, and not only that you're not going to get a quarterback that goes in 9 Super Bowls again either. I mean, how many consecutive AFC championship games was it? 11
0: 10? Something like that? I mean, it's just stupid. The the um, the level of sustained success by those two together is is it's mind-boggling. There there is another word I can use. It's startling. It's unbelievable, but it's happened right in front of us. And, and you ask the question
1: <sighs> which which one holds the the higher weight of it's, like why was it Belichick? That, is it his success? Is it Brady that got Belichick there? I can't it? separate them. To me, it's together.
0: It's the beauty of them doing it together that makes it special. You know what I mean?
1: And I I don't know this. I would imagine, and he's such a great coach as Bill Belichick. Is that – you know he knows everything about football offensively defensively and and believe it or not he's a big advocate of special teams huge special teams guy and so that's how good of a coach is because he's i don't know where he's in the meeting room with Josh McDaniels saying hey you know what i want you to do this offensively right but i'm sure that he has some some comments and makes some you know some says some stuff to the offensive people even though he's a defensive guy but uh, it's pretty incredible it really is just the years that they have, and how many times that they're there. Now, the division that they play in has a big difference. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> it helps. Yep. I mean, granted, if the other three teams in that division could just do something, <laughs> I mean, hey, look. In fairness,
0: the Jets did get to the get yeah. to the two AFC championship <clears throat> games. Right. It's been it's
1: been a years while. Years ago, but it's been a while. When you, was that night? What was that night? No, two thousand and.
0: Five? No, Mark Sanchez. That must have been closer to like oh eight oh nine, right? Salma, so, no, look that up for me. When did the Sanchez bring the Jets to the FC Championship game? Check that out for me.
1: Seven? No, it wasn't seven. Eight? Was it eight? Was it after? I think it was after our first Super Bowl. Okay, I think. all right. Maybe. No, oh, it might have been that two thousand eight season. Well, when did when did Rex
0: Ryan go to the Jets? Maybe I you can think no of it idea. that
1: way. Don't know. Don't know.
0: Hmm. You anyway. can't you
1: you can't remember something, huh? <laughs> Especially that. There's no yeah, way I'm going to remember I'm that. Teasing. I'm just teasing.
0: alright three nine four five one three. Give me your prediction of score. You got mine. 27-24. I, I,
1: I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be, but I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to go 35-31. Um, Come on. Have guts. Have guts. Rams. Have guts.
0: Rams. Yeah. Rams. 35-31. In a good game. Um, Who has the ball last? Does does the Goff lead him down for a game-winning touchdown? How does it go?
1: No. No, it's the other way. But it goes the other way. Because, you know, Brady's all, they drives him down, always throws it. Brady gets the ball last in his ninth Super Bowl. Another draw, game-winning drive for Tom Brady. It comes down to the, ooh, strip sack fumble, wow. game over. Doesn't so, get a chance to so, do it.
0: So similar to the Brandon Graham play last year.
1: Yes, exactly. There you go. Hmm. Interesting, right? Hmm. All right, figs. I, I like it. I think that... And, and another thing that I like about the Rams is remember what they're playing. They're playing indoors in Atlanta on turf. You know, that's a fast track. It Rams is. are fast.
0: Well, I don't think that hurts the Patriots. Brandon Cooks is another either.
1: one that I think that's a little bit of, hey, you know what? You don't like me? I'm going to go to another team.
0: Here's one for you. And I can't believe you to bring this up. This is a huge special teams game. The Rams have unbelievable special teams. Hecker great. is great with the um, with the fake punts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Zerline's a monster kicker. Cordero Patterson might be the best kickoff return guy in the league. Mm-hmm. Goskowski's excellent. Belichick's creative. I think special teams here, Jeff, is going to be a
1: huge,
0: be a play. huge factor be, in this there'll game.
1: There'll be a play or multiple plays that will, will come into effect in this game, whether it's a missed field goal. You know, the whole fake punt thing— mm-hmm. I, I got to believe that like during the course of the season and you have 16 weeks, the fake punt thing gets thrown off a of tape every four weeks, even though right. you kind of know about it. Mm-hmm. They just did a fake punt a couple weeks ago. I don't think they're going to do one again because the, the Patriots will be sitting there waiting for it. Uh, you never know <laughs> you the rams know. are crazy
0: they are all right let's get to it 201 and they have john fossil who is an excellent special teams coach uh,
1: very good and the thing about it is if you have a defense like the rams or just a coach that believes that that if, if you put your special teams goes out there and they don't execute the play you're putting your your defense in a bad position they have confidence that they'll come out of it okay and they'll deal with it if, who's, you know? your, who's your who's Wow. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go with the receiver. One of the some. You
0: like Robert Woods? Brandon Cooks, a little revenge game against the Patriots,
1: perhaps. I actually think Robert Woods is gonna have a big game. I'm All gonna right. go with him. I like that. Yeah, I haven't given it much thought, but <laughs> I'm staying on the Rams side. I am going to go with Sony Michelle.
0: Oh wow, that would be amazing. The Rams have struggled against the run, except for that playoff game against Dallas over mm-hmm. the course of the year. And I think they'll be so focused on Tom Brady, I think Sonny Michel is a big game.
1: Well you look at Tom Scores, Brady Scores two touchdowns. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to throw for three hundred yards if they can run the football. And you're right. So and look they-
0: that and that that that's a bold take, by the way, because he might not even be the best running back. James White might be. Oh, so yeah. I'm going out on a limb with that one. Yeah. But ah what the
1: hell. And if what's kinda Sony of, Sonny Michelle, you know, here's he's a guy who gets picked thirty second in the first round. Out of all those other guys that got picked away in front of him, he's in the Super Bowl. It's pretty ironic.
0: And by the way, thank you, Dan. 09-10 was Sanchez in okay. the championship games, loss of the Colts and Peyton Manning, and then the Steelers and Ben Thank Ross, you, the
1: Danny. Why we, do, we throw those things your way just to wake you up over there. 201-939-4513. <laughs>
0: Dylan in Canton, New York, brought to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes. Dylan. Thanks for joining the show. How are you?
2: Good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. What's up? Um, first, since we're talking about Super Bowl, um, I want to thank Jeff for the historic Super Bowl victory. Oh yes, you're That's welcome. One of my favorites.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, mine too.
0: You know, it was it was Jeff that actually taught Tyree how to do the helmet oh, catch. Oh, there's no question. We worked <laughs> on the
1: side of the field every single day. Tyree, gotta catch it, stick it, stick it on the side. Thank you though. Appreciate that. It was uh, the best game I've ever been in. Trust
2: me. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, I was just going to talk a little about the Super Bowl and give my prediction and um, just right. some of the analysis I came up with. Um, sure. I think, obviously, the big question is, you know, how Todd Gurley's going to respond. I mean, he's had the, this postseason been kind of up and down. He had a good game against hurt. Dallas, but then his, uh, you know, touches kind of went down with him being hurt and things like that. Um I think a big part, though, I mean, you kind of got to watch out for C.J. Anderson. I mean, the way that he's performed in the postseason and having the snaps that he earned, you know, and and then having the experience, too. He's been in the Super Bowl once with Denver, and um, I think that's definitely a big part of the offense, especially with not having as much experience. Um, But I think Jared Goff, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, he's young and that, again, the whole Rams team as a unit young, but I feel like just Jared Goff is very unfazed in a lot of these big moments. He He's seems just that kind way. of mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, just really relaxed. And, uh, he, I mean, he had a rough start to his rookie season, and then he, he came out and responded this way. And, um, overall, I think it's going to come down to what defense is going to stop the offense because I think both teams have a, a really good offense. And, I mean, obviously, the Rams' weapons, which I think they're really going to miss Cooper Cup. And I think they have all year. I mean, if, me imagining if he was still available now, it would just be, you know, so there'd be so much more, you know, you have to look out for on their offense. But, um, and then obviously you're facing one of the greatest and Tom Brady on the other side. But for the Rams defense, I think obviously you brought up, you know, Sonny Michelle. He's had a, a terrific uh, postseason as well. And as you stated, the Rams uh, defense has struggled to stop the run. Uh, despite the Dallas game. But um, I think what they really have to do is cover the middle of the field because watching uh, the Patriots and Chiefs game, just the middle of the field was just always, you know, open. And uh, Edelman was getting there. And then um, a couple times they sent Gronk on a slant and they were able to get that. So I think the middle of the field is going to be really important. And then try to force Brady to sort of the sidelines just to, you know, not get as big of a gain as you would over the middle but um, overall I think what the game's going to come down to is a late field goal by the Rams and I, you know, I think they're going to give Brady another shot and I think honestly it'll come down to kind of like how the Giants Patriots Super Bowl did in 2011 where Brady's going to convert maybe once on fourth down and keep the drive going but they're going to be out of field goal range and it's going to come down to just like one last heave to the end zone and You know, luck of the draw there. But I think that the Rams will come away with it 27-24. to
0: Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate the stuff. Good call. Very good. A couple things I want to ask you about off that call. One, my opinion on Goff. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know how good he is. I think the system really helps him. I would like to see him against this Patriots defense, see how he does. Number two, and this is more the question for you, Jeff. How much in a big game like this does experience matter? And how does inexperience hurt you?
1: Well, it matters a lot. But I, I do believe that he's, you know, he played an NFC championship game, which is a big game. Um, For I, anyone now, I'm talking about McVay, the players, the oh, whole anybody? nine yards.
0: Yeah, anybody on that team.
1: Well, it, it's, listen, those guys, the Patriots, half the team has been to one or two Super Bowls. That's a huge, that's a huge advantage. So, yes, it makes a big, big difference, if the experience factor. Because not only in the game, but the whole week. Think about the whole week These guys If the, the Patriots have been there before They understand how things work During the week The Super Bowl week Even the week leading up to it All the distractions That go into it I remember when we went To the Super Bowl We had that two weeks The first week We, we were at home And practicing But we had to take care Of all the logistics The tickets The travel You know who Who's going to the game And how they're getting there And everything like that Patriots It's old hat for them So that that's That that helps In, that, in preparation um, What was the second question You asked me
0: yeah, just how much experience? Like, what are some of the downfalls of inexperience, and 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 how can experience help you in a game like this for any position? That that was it. That's all I have
1: yeah, for you. I, well, I think that going up to it, I mentioned that that part of experience, but in the game, you don't even understand as a football player. I mean, I it took me twenty seasons to get to the Super Bowl. I was nervous as hell, and I mean, I at that it point was I, I had played a lot of games
0: so you you were a lot more nervous in the Super Bowl than you were walking on the field in Green Bay for the NFC Championship
1: there's no question really okay and I remember a good friend of mine Trent Dilfer said to me "Uh, Jeff you gotta prepare yourself because the the emotion is gonna hit you but you don't know when everybody's different so like some people the emotion of being in the Super Bowl is gonna hit you when you're running on the field it might be when all of a sudden the kickoff goes for me it was when we ran. Oh, I'm actually getting goosebumps. When I ran out of the field and saw all of the lights, like the cameras, you know, just it was just unbelievable to me. And I was just that was that's when it hit. So, you know, these guys that have played in Super Bowls before, there's something that they're going to be used to running out on the field and the big hype and so, everything. So, you else.
0: think early in this game, if the inexperience is going to hurt the Rams, it's going to be them seeing stars a little bit in the first quarter and just almost yeah. floating a little bit and not being as focused as they can be.
1: It, because they can't, because of the big Not to say that they're not focused, trying to be no, focused. No, of course, of course. But here's the other thing. You don't want to happen. We've seen this in the playoffs with the Patriots. If you're going to get caught up in the moment and all the all the kind of excitement yeah. as, as being kill young, you. they'll jump out to that 14 nothing lead, and that, you're in trouble. So that's something that can happen, and that will be a disadvantage for the Rams, in my opinion. It's a good point.
0: 201 4513. Um, is that a lot of people don't take that seriously and they're just like, oh, you no. know, a, a, until you're there, a game's a game. But I, I've talked to Howard Cross before and he goes, Let me tell you, man. I mean, it's, it's, you, 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 even you get into playoff games, it feels different than regular season games. No it's, question. It's controlling your emotions. It's just, you know, just think when you get into a really high, for anybody that gets into a high adrenaline situation, it's hard to think straight sometimes. It and, is. and this
1: is that times a million. And so what, what would what would help you in those situations? Being there before, having the experience. Of course. And so, you know, and I will tell you, once the, once the hoopla kind of calms down a little bit, and then it's, they, it's just football, and then you go into your routines and everybody has them, the game kind of settles down. Then what happens if you're in a game, and you're in a good game, and you're into the fourth quarter, that's when all of a sudden your mind starts to be like, holy smoke, we, either you're winning or you're down a score. We got a chance here. To be world champions, and then all of a sudden the anxiety kicks in again. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, and that drive—how exhausted! At what point
0: oh did it hit my, you after the game? Was it like, like question. at one point during the party? Was Ugh. it after the party? Because I gotta imagine at some point you just sit down and you're like, "I have nothing left in the tank right now."
1: I'll tell you when it was. It was. It was after literally after the parade. When we came back. It was
0: the parade. T- yes.
1: You were on cloud nine for Chill. that long. I, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do anything. So it was culminatively, what, three days. The a- parade was a Wednesday? It was a Tuesday, I believe. Uh, um, we turned it around that quickly because we didn't get back till Monday. I think, no, it was a Wednesday. It You're was right. Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a Wednesday. And it was, yeah, that long. And I remember after wow. the parade was over and going home. Do we, I can't remember, do we go to the stadium before or after After. the parade? After the parade. Then we left to go home. Mm -hmm. And then it was, holy smokes, I'm tired. This is it. And by the way, we just won a Super Bowl. (laughs) And I would get you up again, and all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, that long for me. Took me that long. I didn't didn't go to bed after the game. And then when we got on the plane, remember how early we got on the plane Monday? Yeah. I mean, it was early, 9 Mm o'clock, something like that. Um, Tried to sleep, but I still think I was hungover. The funny thing is that.
0: Just you know, funny thing is, you got in the plane at nine. Tom Coughlin still slept in that day by like twenty minutes. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm gonna, oh, I was gonna say I don't it's, remember that. He's usually up until up at five. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, oh, that's right. Yeah, he was probably up at six instead of five. Yeah,
1: exactly that morning. Yeah, but it was you know that the party afterwards was so insane. It went by so fast.
0: Now let me ask you this. I don't want to give more details. They had the team party mm-hmm. at the hotel, mm-hmm. and then you have the after parties. Do you remember? Which teammates' parties you hit that night?
1: I didn't hit any of. them. I stayed in the hotel.
0: Really? Yeah. Because I know Strahan apparently had a monster. Yeah,
1: I didn't know. Which about clearly it. I was not invited to. But yeah. I heard he had a monster. Um, I stayed. I stayed around the the hotel. Okay. You know. Um, uh, that was fine. It was fine with me. Did, did that? Now, did you guys just like tell stories the whole night? Did you just like? I think, go nuts. Like, I think what, we're just. What was the yeah, celebration I like? Was just talking about the game and how how close it was and just that we did it and the, the unbelievable run that we went on and and before you know it you know it's it was 4 30 5 30 in the morning it was that late time to go to bed well there's no going to bed you gotta get what are you, you gonna get, get half, up in an hour and a half yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know how it is you guys have been there before so you're kind of afraid to go to sleep because you, you're not gonna wake i mean you know what i'm saying it's like you go to sleep it's like you may miss the plane was your family out with you that whole night the, celebrating kids, the, or no? the kids were in the in the hotel i think we've we never talked about this bar i've never had this conversation the kids were in the hotel but uh, my family my wife and my uh I, some friends that were th- from from new jersey that were there they were all in in the party with me yeah we we're out all night <laughs> that was great what a great it's time awesome. i'll tell you what and you know what it couldn't have been with a better team and just that run in 07 and just the way it happened um And I'm sure we had more fun than the Patriots ever I had. Even though they won so many Super Bowls. Who cares? We had the best time. It was good.
0: Let's go to Scott in Washington, D.C. Hey, Scott. What's up? Scotty (laughs) do.
3: Guys, how's it going?
0: How How
1: are you doing?
3: I want to talk about uh, first-round draft picks. Yes. You know, I, I don't always agree with Lance, but yesterday we never uh, Lance. he said something that really resonated with me. Really, I'm going to quote him. Just bear with me. Oh, it's, God. it's only two or three sentences. You're
0: quoting Lance said, Meadow, Scott. I, I'm going to have to hang up on it, you. But well, it's two or okay, three go sentences. Well, <laughs> so think
3: about it. Man. Yeah, go ahead. Just just give up, give him a chance and think about it. Sure. When you draft when you draft a player in the first round, we always talk about what you want is a player to be Hall of Fame stature. That goes without saying. But whoever says that we want to draft a guy that plays four to five years with an organization and then moves on, to me, that is not a good pick. The whole point is that you want to get to the second contract.
0: Yeah, I agree that's with that.
3: That's what Lance said. I, I, for okay, once, so Lance is right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's look at, Makes let's sense. Look at the Giants.
4: Oh, <laughs> no, you're Apple, not going to go Eric there.
3: Flowers, <laughs> oh, no. Eric, Eric Flowers, <laughs> Eli Apple, Justin Pugh, David Wilson, Prince Mukamura, Hakeem Nix, Kenny Phillips, Eric Ross, and Matthias Kuhn. Kuhnooka did sign a second he contract, did. but that's Correct. all the way back to '04. When the Giants drafted Eli Manning,
0: Scott, there is that, a there is a reason the team has been as bad as they have been the last couple of years, and it goes back to the oh, fact I, that I, the drafts have not think, worked out. That's I think the, the
3: primary is. reason is later in the draft. You got to fill out the roster with rounds two through seven. Absolutely, but they have struck out. They have struck out with the first round at a higher than average rate. Which gets me to my question. And
0: Scott, by um, the way, Scott, Scott, Odell real quick, Beckham. Scott, Scott, Scott Odell real quick, got real quick. Odell Beckham got a second contract, and so did Jason Pierre-Paul, two first-round picks. Oh, so just I FYI, have,
3: I have the list right in front of me. Mm-hmm. I would argue Jason Pierre-Paul did not perform, did but, not produce, but he still got so the contract, though.
0: You have to be fair, You're
3: right? No, I got, I got the list in front of me. I yep. was just naming the ones that did not get the second. Totally contract. understand.
0: I got you. Totally get it. So, so the question
3: is, you know what? this this spans this spans uh, 3 gms what have the giants done to change the scouting the college scouting operation
0: well um, jerry reese and mark ross are no longer here um jerry reese has basically been no but
3: come on jerry Re- jerry reese and mark ross were, they were not doing the scouting jerry Scouts jerry jerry reese, scouting. jerry reese
0: jerry reese on their ownia coursey was absolutely doing the scouting and he was absolutely making the final decision on picks after that. I mean, it, it, Scott, you're, you're director of college scouting, which is what Jerry Reese was under Onia Corsi and what and Mark, Mark Ross West. was under Jerry Reese. They are the ones that compile all the scouts' opinions, work with the scouts to come up with your grades. That person has a huge influence on what players you draft. Huge influence. So, um, and in addition to those, since Dave Gettleman came back, They made Chris Pettit, the new director of college scouting. They've reassigned scouts to different regions. They've hired new scouts. They've put guys in different places. They've changed some people's responsibilities. The way they're grading players Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. been different. The infrastructure of it. So they've really changed a lot in terms of how they scout college players. They've changed a lot.
1: And and it's a good question because nobody really knows. Unless you're inside the organization, well, we're inside the organization, but we don't know exactly all the ins and outs of it. But the things that John brought up are some of the answers to your question. So, and it's in its second year, and we'll see. You know, we're going to see how these draft picks last year, which, by the way, they f- panned out pretty good. Early returns are strong. Yep. And so let's see again how it does this year. So early reports is that the the overhaul, if you will, has been working. But let's not get too excited. We'll see.
3: Okay, and uh, just thanks. Just a quick, no, no uh, quick one. You, you've heard, uh, you know, addition by subtraction, right? Sure.
0: Yes, we've seen that here so before.
3: When, <laughs> so when, so when Shockey left, did they add by subtracting him, or did they not add by subtracting?
0: Uh, I, I will, I will yield to the man who was on the team when that happened, Mr. Jeff Fiegels. Jeff,
1: we added to the team from subtraction. Yes. Why? How? Culture. Why was Shockey a problem? Well, he was his own problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest thing, you know, and, 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 and you got to remember. So there's a time when there's too many of people like that. There's if there's just too much going on where there's partying going on or showing up late for things or this and that. One thing about Shockey is he was he was, he's a hard worker, you know, kind of like a lot of times people think about OBJ like, oh, he does it. But the OBJ is a hard worker. But the problem is that sometimes those other extracurricular things carry over to the point where. We can't have that anymore
0: was Shockey one of the guys that was late for meetings sometimes oh yeah okay yeah and he was
1: also to, involved in a lot of other things D- during games that was going on and just you know, distracting stuff distractive stuff okay. yeah so would, would you could would yeah, you put
0: so, would uh, so, Scott so real he, quick Scott real quick would you put Tiki in that same category
1: no okay no. fair no, enough they're that's different. why I asked they're different they're different um because yeah. the things they were doing were different right so.
0: okay fair enough that's why I asked the question yeah Go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry.
3: sorry, Scott. Yeah, I mean I mean you had the sort of same phenomenon going on with Plaxico, great talent. Correct. Obvious that they yeah. that they
5: yeah, he, he had a
3: direct impact on on a the lot level of performance of the team. I, I you know, <laughs> I I I I agree that OBJ is immensely talented. Oh yeah. But man, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is about wide receivers. <laughs> Scott, you know, the, the I hear top, you. The top, wide, the top wide receivers, whether it's, oh, T.O. or, you know, Randy Moss, they, they oh, just... Antonio Brown. What, just keep, the, the, what I can tell you, though, is he's got tremendous value, and, and this team has a lot of needs.
1: Ah,
0: I gotcha. Put, put two and
3: two, put two and two together. I gotcha.
0: Thank you, Scott. Appreciate the call, my friend. Or you say right. read between the lines. I will say a few things about OBJ. One, he's a tremendous player. Yeah. Two, as Jeff pointed out earlier, I will concur with that. Tremendously hard worker. The guy works his butt off. He's a really good practice player too. Yep. So you love all that. Three, everyone, as far as I could tell, in right. that locker room, loves him. Mm-hmm. He is loved in that locker room. Now, you have this stuff when he talks to the media and stuff off the field, social media, all that stuff. It's a problem. But if all that other stuff remains constant, then the other stuff is more tolerable. When it starts translating to the football stuff, and we had some of that earlier in their career with the Josh Norman stuff and all, that, and all those things, okay, that's when it becomes a problem. So... Yeah. That's I that's how I think you look at it. And, and and I'm not sure what the Giants feel about it, but I'm pretty sure Dave Gettleman's pretty happy with them on the team right now as far
1: as I know. And I think you're going to agree with me. What happens is is when when the line is crossed, the line is drawn in the sand, is when that stuff that you just talked about carries over into the football parts of it. Well, you tell that's, me as a player. I mean, that's when it happens. When you because he, he, I'll give you an example. I and mean, I'm not going to say any players names or anything. This is just yeah. how it works. Go ahead. Guys that are doing things off the field that they shouldn't. Okay, not necessarily the type of things that get them in trouble where you see it in the news and the media, but just things that they shouldn't be doing because it takes away from their performance. Okay, that type of behavior carries over to preparation, which carries over to practice, to games. So if you are, for instance, you want you should be going from the facility, going out to dinner, whatever you want to do and going home to bed and then coming to work the next day. There's a lot of stops beyond the way (laughs) those those stops begin to fester right. and you start coming to work late because you stopped too many times on your way home the night before right and then it starts you're not having a good practice because you're tired or you're hungover or you just do this or that it's just you see what I'm saying this is where I don't see that with Odell Beckham no neither do I you don't you don't ever see that part of it correct so with the Jeremy Shockey's of the world and things like that going into the past those were kinds of things that were happening outside of football that were affecting things on this side of football
0: Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. It's all brought to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes. Phil is in North Carolina. Phil. Hi, Phil.
5: Hey, hello. Um, it's been a little while. Um, okay. Nice to talk to you guys. Welcome uh, back. It, and it's partly uh, I'm kind of preaching to the choir, but uh, you know, as a really, really, really long term. Um, you know a fan of the giants and analyzing for years you know it's it's really it's somewhat upsetting for me to to kind of hear about the drafting a quarterback this year when we had our golden essentially I feel the golden goose uh, right in front of our laps last year, and so so um, and and this is more like Russ and and, and Paul. I disagreed with on the drafting philosophy, but what I want how I want to kind of view this, besides me airing grievances, <laughs> is that you uh, look at let's look at this in in totality. Okay, say this year we draft a quarterback. Last year we drafted the running back. Say if we flipped. The this, this, the, this, the the switch, and we did the reverse the way I wanted to more do it. You know, although I I wouldn't draft a uh, running back in the first round, but we drafted Donald last year, and then this year we were looking forward to maybe drafting a skill player. Say you know, let's call it a skill player. I feel as a franchise we would have been much more advanced than where we are now, even though Saquon was great. And, define yeah, I, define I some, to
1: me advance. What is advance? As a,
5: as, a as a person, than, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a giant teammate, you know, someone that carries himself well. Uh, so that stuff is kudos to him. But uh, let's say we flipped it. I think we would have been much better situation doing the reverse. The, w- w- the way I would have preferred.
1: But you said advance. Define to me what you mean by we'd be more advanced. Meaning what? Because I could tell you right now, Saquon Barkley is pretty advanced in my opinion.
0: And the team would have been worse last year There's with no with Darnold instead of Barkley. I don't think anyone would question that, but that is I'm guessing that's not what your larger point is.
5: Yeah, no, okay, good point, Jeff, and kind of trying to get me to define advance. <laughs> um, ready for life after Eli. <laughs> no, that's
1: fair then. <laughs> okay, then okay. Then I, yeah, and again, I I just want to know what advance meant. Okay. So yeah, yeah and we can and you really when you talk about it we have to talk about it because it's looking you in the eyes right now. It's in the face. You have to understand that this is something the franchise has got to understand and talk about is the succession plan to number 10,
0: right? Which is the most important thing that's going on. Right. We know. that. Right.
1: Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I, so, I listen, I, and it's hard to, it's, it's a great discussion and I think you can have it, but unfortunately it's not reality, but it's fun to talk about. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people that really were, are in your, in, in your corner on that one. Um, but I'm pretty happy with what we what the Giants got in Saquon. and I think well, that how he's, can you not be? he's I mean well, he, he's but, wonderful. But the one thing about Saquon Barkley, and I'll let you respond, but is that he's he is that generational player that we hear about, that word. But the guy is amazing in the locker room. He's become an instant leader on this team. And I think that he's a guy that you're never ever gonna you're never gonna get, get him not working hard to get better even though all the accolades that he gets every single year and he's going to get going forward. He will never let his guard down. And he's going to continue to work as hard as he can. He's going to be a great player for the Giants. He is don't, he
0: is as close, honestly, and I and I don't say this lightly. I really don't. I do not say this lightly. He is the closest thing to the perfect complete player that I've Ever seen the Giants pick? If you count on the field and off the field, everything together, he's as close to a perfect player that I've seen here since I've worked here.
1: And you love the. And also, okay, one more thing about Saquon his his energy is contagious. He's the right type of energy. That's what I mean. Yeah. So that's gonna, you know. So yes. Anyways, okay. Go ahead.
5: Sorry about that. No, 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 no. Good, good discussion. So, so I tell you from a historical uh, perspective, the only person I would have drafted in front of Sam Donald is if Lawrence Taylor was there at two. (laughs) That's it. That would, that would have been. Oh, you wanted him again? (laughs) Because nobody else, to me, would be worth it. Lawrence Taylor was worth it. (laughs) <laughs> Even yeah. though he wasn't a quarterback, but yeah. there's nobody else I would have picked other than Lawrence Taylor. Right. So thanks um, for the call. So let's. But so when we add, kind of getting back to my original kind of point was, look oh, wow. at the differential between the quarterback classes last year and this year, and the running back classes last year and this year. And say we're going to pick a running back this round if we did that flip, flip that, flip that thing that I talked about. I feel that. The the weight or the 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 value of Donald and any running back we got this year would outweigh Absolutely. Saquon and yeah. the, the quarterback this year. No, I hear you, okay. and
0: and and thanks for the call. Appreciate
5: it. There
1: isn't that many okay. running backs at this quality. I mean, if they no, listen, you're not going to find year. one like Barkley the best, for a long long time, anyways.
0: Yeah, the best running back this year is the kid out of Alabama, uh, the Jacobs kid, and you know he'll probably be a first round pick, but it's not and Saquon. Yeah. You know, Ezekiel Elliott territory.
1: And if you were if we were sitting here Girly and too. and going to his discussion and we and <laughs> and Sam Darnold's on the team now, okay, and, and Saquon is somewhere else. Yep. And you're now sitting with the same pick you have this year, you already have your quarterback. Where are you going?
0: I don't pick running backs in the first round. So I'm unless not, it's
1: I'm like Saquon Barkley. But right. you're not gonna find right. that. So you are gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, guess where you're rusher. going. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah. Or offensive
0: tackle. I'm fine with that too. Of course, last year, if you wanted to, it was such a, it was a really good class, you could have picked the running back in the second round last year if you wanted to, too. There were so many guys available. But you, also
1: could, you also could have got Quentin Nelson. Or you could have drafted Phillip Lindsay in the seventh round.
0: That would have worked out. <laughs> i tell you, you love, you
1: love to see those guys like that. Because yeah. they're, you know what? It's so special. Because not only does that mean a lot to them, the how good they, they – because nobody nobody believed in those guys. Oh, so you, it I mean, he's, almost He's tiny, man. He is
0: like he, – he's, he's the Kyler Murray of running backs.
1: Yeah, but I'll tell you what. He's yeah, pretty he special. Play. And I, But how do you – oh, so let me ask you this. So is it is it one of those notions like he's just so too small, that's why we don't like him? And then all of a sudden he, he just comes and he gets a chance to play. And His all of a sudden,
0: tape in production in college was good. It was his size that scared people away. It was. So see, there you go. I mean, he's so. 5'8", 180 pounds.
1: And I heard, I heard the other day on the radio that the game has now just really starting to change to the point where the people are looking at these quarterbacks that are less than six foot saying, you know what? Why don't we just design offenses around these guys now? Man, we'll see if it works. I don't think it can. I mean, it, it may work for a few games, and but it's not long-term. There's no way, John. Come on. You know that the quarterbacks have to be able to stay in the pocket and,
0: to be good. And look over their linemen's heads. And or look <laughs> between them, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. By the way, this is the – Salmo gave us the quote from Belichick. You mentioned their uh, ability to bend the rules. Um, This is from a newspaper story. Belichick seemed pleased with the Patriots set up in Atlanta, noting, quote, there is not a lot of travel time between their hotel and Georgia Tech's campus. I guess they're practicing at Georgia Tech. Right. And they have an indoor and outdoor practice facility. The The Patriots practice indoors all week. While they were still in Foxborough, will conduct all their workouts indoors this week as well. This is his quote. There are 20-story skyscrapers surrounding the field, Belichick said. I don't think we can have a public practice out there. (laughs) Why? I don't get it. In other words, if you're the Rams, I hope you're not practicing near any tall buildings. (laughs) Come on,
1: Danny, find out where the Rams are practicing. Let's go Google Earth. Yeah, Google Maps. Let's go, go and find it out. And let's see where the Patriots are setting up shop this week. <laughs> and you
0: know that that that's the old story when the Giants practice outside here that there were buildings close and other yeah. teams used yeah. to rent that rooms and like look at practice. I mean that's just what happened.
1: It's big old binoculars in the in the window, you know. And, and
0: and then my understanding is that the Giants started buying out the rooms. You only you only have to buy out the ones on one side of the building. It's because a, of those
1: faces. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, it's you crazy, have to man. understand that people will go to every length of the world to get and just a. a Tiny little bit of just inside information, right?
0: All right, we got
1: my guy. They're drawing. They're running John Schmelk up his slot this week. What is he doing there? He's a defensive back.
0: Yeah, they see that, and then they throw a party. They're like the they're play Schmelk! They'd be We're like, "We're gonna win," <laughs> or they'd be like,
1: <laughs> "Is that the Giants on the field? Yeah, Who is I this guy know. out
0: there? Who is this idiot?" Uh,
1: are they gonna have Jeff Eagles do a fake punt? No, 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 no. He's no, he's just throwing it around. No, no, Look at all the incomplete passes he's throwing. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's
0: – we got four calls. Good job with the open lines today, folks. We filled them up very quickly. Let's go to Scott in New Mexico. He's up next. Scotty. What up, Scott? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Doing well. What's up?
4: Uh, I actually disagree with both of you. I well, you're wrong. I'll figure. <laughs> I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. The Eagles picked the Rams? What
1: are you talking about? I said the Rams.
4: Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I I didn't realize that. You just didn't want to agree Uh, with me. That's what it was. uh, But uh, I think this is the reason why. Uh, I think defense in the end is going to win out. And uh, Brady threw for 500 yards last year, and they still lost. In the Kansas City game, uh, even though they – Uh, kept uh, time of possession, New England, and kept uh, Kansas City from scoring. Kansas City in the second half scored 31 points. So the way I look at this game, and I want to know if you agree. Now, Scott, I will say this
0: very quickly. I think the Chiefs' offense is much more explosive than the Rams' offense, and I think Mahomes is a much better player than Goff. But go ahead.
4: Okay. Point. Uh, my point is this. I, I, I think the key to the game is being able to take Edelman out of the game. And I think the way the Rams do that is they put a key Talib on him for the entire game. He's not a slot guy. No matter guy where though, he man. goes, that's where uh, uh, Tlaib is going to go and try to take Edelman out. I don't, th- allow the oppo-
0: Scott, I don't think Talib's a slot guy, though. That would be something different for him.
4: But I, I think that's what's called for. And I think Wade Phillips uh, has been around the block a couple of times. He knows Brady. He knows Belichick. Scott, he here's knows... the
0: problem, though, too. And, and this is why the Patriots are so much success. Out of position. If, if you play man against the Patriots, they will run rub routes and picks and screens until... The defensive backs are running into each other like the three. Or stooges. the flags
1: are coming out that they're right. calling it.
0: And and then if you play zone, Brady's so good against the zone, he'll just pick you apart with dump offs. That's why that's why people hesitate to play man against the Patriots because of all the picks and rub routes, and because they can't cover Gronkowski one-on-one. Those are the two big issues of playing man against the Patriots.
4: Right, but their linebackers on Los Angeles are almost like defensive backs. They're sort of small, and I I think they'll be better in coverage uh, for the game. But also the key is, they'll, if Tlaib does do that, I think it allows Gronkowski to be double-covered and effectively, hopefully, you can take him out of the game as well. I just don't see, and I also think that they're not going to be able to stop Don, uh, you know, Donald uh, up to middle. I think he's going to be your MVP of the game. Right. And also, I think he's going to probably have three or four sacks on break. Well, Scott, I will
0: say this. If the Rams do win, my MVP prediction will be Donald. Okay.
4: And uh, my last point is this, and I don't know if it's relevant or not, but because of all the hypersensitivity to the refereeing, do you think the game is going to be called differently uh, than you would normally have other Super Bowls because of all the notoriety that's happened so far?
0: Scott, thanks for the call. I don't think so. I think in general in these big games, the referees try not to throw a lot of flags, and that's why in the past the Patriots have beat the hell out of other teams wide receivers a lot of the time and oh, sure. that that that's why they change all those illegal contact rules. If you go back to when they beat the uh the Rams in their first Super Bowl, they just beat the hell out of the Rams receivers. It's a different game back then. And that's when they change all the illegal contact yeah. rules. Yeah. So I think in general the league, I don't know if they tell the officials, but I think the modus operandi is that don't throw the flag unless this is like really egregious and it affects
1: the play and don't think for a minute that bill belichick has not gone back and researched every single one of those referees that are going to be in a game he's going to get their own tendencies so you always talk about the other team's tendencies i promise you know he knows the referees tendencies too and that will take advantage of those too. Oh, this guy doesn't call pass interference very often great Mug the receiver. This guy's called only one illegal contact penalty exactly. all the year. We'll beat yes. the hell out of that it, guy. Absolutely. So those are – talk about tendencies. They have referee tendencies too. They really do. Tom used to tell us about it all the time. Number one crew in the NFL, man, for defensive offsides.
0: Uh, what's his name?
1: The least penalized crew for pass interference.
0: Dan, what's the Belichick's, like, spymaster guy? Not That's the wrong word. Spymaster. That's the wrong word. His, <laughs> his like, inside football – tricks and figuring things out a math guy I can't remember the guy's name Oh, uh, I think he's his director of football information I, th- I think that's his title oh thank you Ernie Adams there it is that's exactly what it is that's his guy and he's the guy that I'm sure puts all those referee rep- reports together
1: is Ernie Adams our John Berger
0: yes in a sense uh, yes okay I believe Ernie and John worked together here in the 80s oh really okay I think that's correct there you correct. go I think. I think he was here. Well, I think he left with, 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 with Parcells up to New England. And I'll tell you. The I way, think.
1: I could be wrong about that. The way the game is today, there's prob- There's a lot of Ernie Adams on, on these teams nowadays. Because this is, this is where it's at. You know, you have their analytics. You have pro football focus. You have all these, you know, games. All this statistical information you try to use to your advantage. But it, there's at one point in time you can't use all of it because it will drive you nuts. I mean, nuts. All right, so yeah. Ernie
0: Adams, after graduating from college, had an unpaid position with the Patriots in 1975. Um, and then in 79, Ray Perkins hired Adams as an offensive assistant. So, yeah, he was with the Giants. Um, Spent three seasons of the Giants offensive assistant before moving to the scouting department as our pro personnel director by 85. He had become frustrated with that job and took a lucrative offer as a municipal bonds trader on Wall Street, and then he went and joined Belichick with the Browns in Cleveland. So, there you go.
1: <laughs> and and that's sounds what, to me like he quickly got tired of the bond market.
0: And and that's from Wikipedia, by the way. Well, late 80s, wasn't that when the bond market crashed? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It is, right? It's just
1: like, well, I, I right don't like this that? anymore either. I don't know.
0: But... Uh, football bonds you were you you were were paid attention to the bond market while you were kicking footballs and hanging out with with see i was at i was at the u in 85 with girls in bathing suits
1: on the beaches of miami Miami vice (laughs) me and chubbs (laughs) tubs not chubbs tubs Tubs, right it was tubs (laughs) tubs and crockett i
0: i wasn't a miami vice guy i was more of a magnum pi guy myself i can watch that too I know. I, I didn't. Why I did it happen to watch that? I Miami watched, Vice I was Miami awesome, API. especially
1: if you lived down there because they, you know, they were filming it all the time, all over the place, and then you'd see it on TV. The, and only, you'd thing recognize I, that. the only thing
0: I know about Miami Vice is Don Johnson. That's all I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Him and uh, it was Crockett and Tubbs. And a lot of white sports jackets, right? A lot in pink. Roll, roll up the sleeves yep, roll on the, the white sleeves, sports jacket. Ferraris, yeah. white Ferraris. Yeah.
0: I'm, date, I'm dating myself.
1: All right. 201-935. And stupid content. It was a good show, but if you look back and watch a Miami Vice episode today, you're like, what the hell is
0: this? Boy, we have had some weird <laughs> asides on today's show. It's been fun though. Let's go to this is why I like hosting with Fegels. You never know what you're gonna get. You never gonna know. You Let's go to Jeff in Rhode Island. He's up next. What's up, Jeff? I'm Jeffrey? sure you're I'm sure you're hey, tired of hearing about the Patriots up there. How are
6: you doing this afternoon? We're great. Good. Good. I, I gotta tell you as a, as a Giants fan, it, it's, it's tough living up around here, you know. I mean it's like a 15-minute ride for me uh, to go up Route 1 and 95 to to get to the stadium. Wait a second. You know? It
0: can't be that rough, Jeff. The minute somebody says something to you, you just drop Super Bowl 42 and 46 yeah. on them and you well, laugh all you the know, way to the car.
6: Now, I wish I could send you a picture of the uh, my Giants tattoo because at the bottom of my old-style uh, Giants logo helmet, I have uh, the four Super Bowls in there with uh, the Roman numerals, and I saved the last two on the bottom, you know, 40... Uh,
1: Two,
6: For, yeah, forty-two and forty-six. I just, I roll up my sleeve and I just point to the b- bottom two numerals there, Jet Roman numerals, the and uh, ask them if they know how to read numerals. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They
1: don't even know what numerals are.
6: Roman numerals. They have no clue. And you know, the Round thing there. is, the thing is, you know, most of them, not all of them, most of them have no clue about what the Patriots were before Brady, okay? Yeah. All they know is Brady. They they have no history. They, they they have no clue as to the what the Patriots were prior to 2000 or from 1960 to 1975 or whatever the case may be. You know, I mean, I've I've been a Giants fan for like, you know, 50 years and I've I really I've read just about every damn book written on the Giants and I pride myself on that cuz I kind of have an idea what the hell I'm talking about yeah. when I talk to people. I even had I had I had a guy 3 weeks ago Telling me, ah, you guys were the lucky catch. I said, well, you know, my guy made the play and your guy didn't. That's it true. It still kills them. It kills all the Patriots fans yeah. that we beat them twice in the Super Jeff, Bowl.
0: Jeff, here's what you and do. I
6: love that more than anything.
0: What you do, you say, you know what? If you're mad about the Tyree catch, maybe your boy Asante Samuel should have caught that interception that hit him in the hands was, about three plays earlier. Well, okay. Sure,
6: yeah. of course.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? That, but, but anyway, that, that, Jeff, I, that's the I, point, I though. You're I right.
6: I the Patriots. hate's a strong word. Yeah. I was never fired by them. But I will say that I hope they do go down in flame Sunday. I don't want to see them win another damn Super Bowl. Good. So uh, that's my take on that, guys. I hope you enjoy the game. Thank and, you. Uh, you too, Jeff. Furthermore, furthermore, I hope next year at this time, we won't be talking about the Giants in the Super Bowl, but I'm sure as hell hoping we see a huge improvement with the team.
0: Me too. Well, yeah. Where do we sign for that? Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate hey, it, guys. Buddy. Good stuff. All right, we got a couple more calls I want to get to. Um, before you say goodbye, Tron is in Maryland. I wish I had a Tron effect on my audio thing here. I do not. But I would play it if I had one. Tron, what's up? <laughs> Tron, going once. I put, the, I put the quarter in the machine, Tron. What's going on? Or Tron Nothing. I, don't, I think it's Tron. I like Tron. All right. Like the video game, Tron? Tron's, yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. And that terrible movie.
1: Tron, terrible. Yeah. I never saw it. I remember it.
0: Well, the, the old one, then they came up with a new one a few years ago. Which I was just also I remember not Tron, good.
1: the video game.
0: Yeah, that was okay. Growing up. Tron was yeah. good on the big arcade machine. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you could buy those now. I know. They I've sell those, ar- those big game cabinets. I've seen them in estate uh, sales before. Going through there, they got Gal- Galaga. Pac you know? Man, right? Pac Man. <laughs> See, we went from, we've talked to Miami Vice to Pac Man. Video games? Arcades? Now, look. I, I if you're a young kid, do you even know what an arcade is? No, probably not. Well, you know right what Right, Dan. Mean? You know what an arcade is?
0: They, okay. They have an amusement parks though. You know, they have, you know, like, great oh, adventure that's and right. stuff. Okay. They probably know from that, but they don't actually go to them. Bro, when I, I, I was really growing
1: up, there they, they had arcades at the mall. Really? Where you went. It was the arcade. I mean, the whole... It was huge. Well, it reminds me of... The things that are at the amusement park. Terminator
0: 2. Remember when they were chasing John Connor through the gallery and they're in the mall and he's playing the arcade machine in the mall. There it is. That's there right. you go.
1: Yeah. What was her name? Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. That's right. Yeah. Here, John Connor. Come with Sarah me as you Connor. want to live. <laughs> 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 uh, i, I realized it was
0: before your time. What was your... Did you have a video, an arcade game growing up that you like to play? What, what, what was well, your when, thing?
1: When, it first, when they first came out, the, the, the actually arcade game. Yeah. Where there was a game called Asteroids. Oh of course I know asteroids okay. asteroids is awesome. Okay. You like asteroids? I, asteroids was great. I mean if you if the kids missile today Missile Command, if, don't if, remember the, Missile Command. Missile, oh, missile command, was command was very was good. Missile Command a good one too. Now I'm telling you right now if you were a young you're under youngster now and you went back and looked at the <laughs> asteroid game you'd be like do you, how did you like this game? It's like dots on a screen. <laughs> I know it's so crazy, bad. but it was but miss, awesome. Missile Command was good. Was Missile Command the one where they, where they, you know, you just shot off the missiles and they were just yeah, flying yeah, all over the place. yeah.
0: You were defending your five little cities right, on the bottom, right. okay, and the yeah. missiles were coming oh, down, coming and you had down. to blow yeah, them yeah, up. That's it, yeah. No, you're all right. That and was before exactly you know right.
1: it. They, the, the screen got lower and lower, and just, yeah,
0: yeah. I think Space Invaders. Obviously, was that was one too. Centipede. It was also excellent. Miss Pac
1: Man. Pac Man. What was the name? It was what was the name of the of the game consoles back then? Oh, Atari. Atari. That's what was yeah and then the tennis Atari was pretty good too but the paddles you know the little, the little oh. button that came back that yeah that was that was, it, that was Pong it was very big very, and that was spin the thing right that was in the 70s folks yeah wow yeah
0: I, I only knew I was born in 81 so my brother had those so I played those growing up and then obviously Nintendo came out and that kind of got And, where and we our, are ne- today. our
1: next caller didn't even have video games growing up He's no so old
0: he was, he was he was busy playing with his Lincoln right, logs
1: right Len <laughs> Len? Len.
0: Yeah. Hey, how was. you doing? I think you're still playing with those Lincoln Logs. What's up? S- sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a
7: Ray, a Ray Perkins mentioned relative to Adams. someday maybe we can talk further on uh, on Perkins, but a very undervalued New York Giants coach, terrific coach. I heard. I heard he was. I heard him. As, I heard him as a um, head
1: coach was a nightmare. Three a day practices he used to have when he was in Tampa. Hey, Three a days, yep. and now they talk about. Whenever they were, oh, two a days. God, two a days. They used to have three a days. That's crazy. They only have one a day now. That's crazy. And I'm not talking about the vitamin either. Go ahead.
7: Listen, I know, I, I know, I know. George Young made a lot of smart decisions.
1: <laughs> You're dope.
7: Uh, But I think uh, signing Ray Perkins as a coach there in uh, 1979 may have been, in the end, that's that started it. That was the turnaround. Ray turned it around for us. Yep. Terrific coach. coach. Terrific coach. He's still
1: alive now. Uh, I'm sorry. Is he still alive? Do you know, Ray Perkins. Uh, yeah, Don't. he is. Oh, you is know, he? the
7: last I heard, uh, Jeff. Um, yeah, he's alive. He had coached. He had coached no, a. Um, he was coaching a junior college team in Arkansas.
0: Okay, I'll look it up.
7: Kind of, uh, you know, looking to do something. I think he sure. left that, but he even had Parcells come down to Arkansas. Wow.
1: Um,
7: yeah, you know, maybe one, you know, possibly Mississippi. I know he's he was born in Mississippi. Yeah, he was
0: born in Mississippi. But, in Mississippi. Uh,
7: um, and and he had Parcells come down and talk to his team, and Parcells did it. Yeah,
0: he, he's he's coaching. And there
7: was a story about it in the newspaper. And the one thing Parcells said at the end, uh, he told those uh, he told those young players at that junior college. He said, "Listen to your coach; he knows a lot." Yeah, Len,
0: real quick, real quick. I just want to give people so they know he was the OC with the Patriots with Parcells from '93 to '96. That was the Bledsoe right. era. Right. Then he went to the the Raiders. He was at the Browns in '99 and 2000. Right. I, and then. Right. He didn't do anything from 2000 to 2012. He coached at Jones County Junior College from 2012 to 2013. And then, starting in 2014, he was the Oak Grove High School in Mississippi head football coach. You're absolutely right. Good job. Talk about the circle of life. uh, (laughs) And
7: you can can check me on this one. He was born in Petal, Mississippi, a little town in northeast Mississippi. Absolutely Um, right. Absolutely
0: right, Len. Now, where do you go to college? Do you remember that?
7: Uh, he went to Alabama.
0: Good job. Lynn
1: Wikipedia. Yeah,
7: yeah, and he said the only job he'd ever take when he left the Giants, Well, I think it was 82, the only job I'd ever take was to coach at the University of Alabama.
0: And he did, from 83 to 86.
7: There you go. There you go. Ray Perkins. Someday we'll talk more because he was a terrific coach. Listen, let me switch to Dan Reeves real quick. It was Reeves that got that indoor facility that the Giants have there built he, oh, the he, he badgered the Giants for a number of years, thinking there were people sitting over in the Sheraton. I think it's now the Hilton across yeah, the street. It is spying, spying on practice. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah. Now look, oh, yeah. And, 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 and that's when the Giants built the bubble, and the bubble was right, the bubble. and the, the, the and, bubble was right next to the outdoor the field. Yeah, <laughs> the Dan Dome. I'll tell you what. Well, you know, the funny thing people realize that bubble, the, the way it junk. stayed up, was basically through air pressure, right? So yeah, on like yeah, really bad there days, or if hey, they listen, lost I pressure, got, the I whole. The patch will you let me finish 20 20 the
7: story. On, Thirty to twenty on Sunday. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm rooting either. for the Rams. Rooting for the Rams. Um, I buy into, um, yeah, you know, two of Jeff's ideas here. One um, sentence now. Uh, experience on the part of the Pats and the other is uh, uh you know, you know has to do with the um my my feeling about the Rams at one time <laughs> 1959 1960 we were season ticket holders in Los Angeles my father got transferred to California and the first thing we did was buy Rams season tickets so it just you know, by by Wednesday uh, after a game I'm always checking at least by Wednesday I'm always checking on the Rams score and see how they did
1: all
5: right. How Good are they going to do this
7: weekend? Um, all right, yeah, I think. And the most valuable players here—you go. Most valuable players in this Super Bowl. Um, we're going to be talking about the center and the right guard on the Patriots getting Aaron Donald blocked, and so. uh, that's going to be the key. That's going to awesome. be the key. Controlling, uh, controlling Donald. And um, hey, one thing on the draft—it seems like um, between the defensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, is that Williams?
1: Yes, Quinn Williams. Uh, no, I'm
7: forgetting the, Yeah, Williams. He, he won't and be. Um, you know, Allen from Kentucky, and Bosa from Ohio State, and probably Gary. Um, those seemed like on the mock drafts. Those seemed like the four guys who were going to go in the top six, and uh, you know, leaving about four, five, six guys sitting there at number six, not including the quarterback. I, I don't think Haskins is worth the number six pick. At this point, anyway, and it's early. Obviously, it's early. Um, and the only thing I want to say about what's left is there's going to be a heck of a football player there.
0: Absolutely, we're with the A
7: Heck of a football player.
0: Hey, enjoy the Thank game. You. Thanks for taking Appreciate my call. It. So, what I was trying to say before uh, <laughs> is that the old practice bubble is not like this one, which is basically like a big airplane hangar, right? The old practice bubble basically stayed up through air pressure, mm-hmm. so you would and you would almost blow it up. That's why it was called the bubble; it would be blown up. So in, sometimes if there was inclement weather Or if one of the seals Came loose The bubble would literally just go
1: Or heavy snow and come, Or heavy snow would knock it down too Yeah. And when you go there's, there was a turnstile And when you went through there there was like a, a Suction thing, And it would like almost <laughs> go right through it And then you're back in there I was I, yeah. I, the, I two things about the Could bubble Could you even punt in there? No, was it no line I love the bubble because it was inside Okay. <laughs> but I hated the bubble because you can't kick in there I mean, you literally – I used to play a game in the bubble. Spags would sit right to the left of me in punt team, and there was a light that was like around the 10-yard line. It was only 70-yard field. It's not a very big field. And I would pepper that light. You would try to hit the light? In practice, yes. It was a long a season-long bet, <laughs> and I would just <laughs> nail that light by the end of the year. They replaced it every year. It was just <laughs> gone. And, and, and the thing would be swinging. The whole day afterwards, he was just kind of back and forth. And and, and I remember Kaufman being like, Figo, stop hitting the light. I'm like, Coach, it's the 10 yard line. That's forward. It's going to be right on line to go out of bounds at like the three. Wait, so he would get mad at you? When he uh, hit the yeah, yeah, because they kept hitting it. And yeah, the thing would be swaying and like the and the, it's flickering. <laughs> Spags loved it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Steve Spagno, new defensive Hello. coordinator of the Chiefs. Great call coming back with uh, Andy Reid. That's going to be good. He's got some talent down there. I think that's a good move, man. That well, defense... look,
0: Andy Reid's comfortable with him, that's for sure. Yeah. Hopefully he can have some good results. All right, Speeds, you ready? What are we doing? It's a
1: game
6: It's time for everyone's favorite game I like this Did he play with Jeff yes. Eagles? Danny I
1: don't have a great memory were here last 22 week? 22 NFL seasons No wow. you weren't Hundreds of players Feagles with the Eagles Let's see who Jeff remembers You can make a mockery of my memory Here's your host That was just so John
0: 3-0 3-0 for Feagles. Last week 3-0
1: big time start for him I mean Talk about out of the gate Now I'm hoping that I'm out of the gate And I don't break my ankle today Now we gotta even it up did you play with Michael Timpson? Yes. Michael Timpson, he was with, um, he was a wide receiver. And he played for the Arizona
0: Cardinals. New England Patriots. But you got two out of three, so that, that's a win. Remember, okay. I asked you if you have to say yes or no. Yes. And if you're right on the yes, you have to know either the position or the team. I can't make it too tough on Ornum. you. Otherwise, you wouldn't get any right. I mean, exactly. I would get zero right. <laughs> he gets zero right. But that's pretty good. Two out of three. three. Two out of three, I'll take it. Okay. Did you play with
1: Elgin Davis? Elgin Davis. Elgin. Elgin. Yo, Elgin. Elgin. What's up, Elgin? Elgin. Hmm. That's how I can remember. Walking through the halls. Your name, Elgin? Elgin. No, I did not play with Elgin. Oh no! Nice, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Elgin Davis, I finally got you this oh, your bad time. Uh, New England. it's all, geez. It's all New England because it's the Patriots, right? It's, it's the
0: Super Bowl. And you got fired from them, so I that's, figured I could okay. talk about all Elgin the teams, Davis. all the teammates that helped you get Elgin fired. Elgin
1: Davis, defensive lineman.
0: I don't know. <laughs> he was a running back, five oh. ten, one ninety two. And I was worried about giving you Elgin Davis because he actually returned kicks. In '87 and '88 in New England, I thought you might know him from special I, teams. I do know him now. Yeah, now I remember. Oh, yeah, now you remember
1: yep. him. Now, now I remember. Oh, count. yeah, Elgin. Oh, yeah, Elgin Davis. Oh, <laughs> how can I forget Elgin? He was must not hey, ever my say buddy. anything to him in the hallway because I would have remembered. Hey, Elgin, what's up?
0: I, 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 and I was worried that Elgin's a very unique name that you might have remembered him. Well, that was a long time ago. I'm telling you, I'm starting to run out of players here. All right, oh, last please. one. Did you play with Nick
1: Williams? Nick Williams. Yeah, Nikki. Nikki boy. <laughs> Nick Williams. What's up, Nick? Nick Williams. Nice play, Nick Williams. No, I did not play with Nick Williams. You did not play with <laughs> Nick Williams. That is correct. There we go, Nikki. <laughs> I like you know way of doing You're
0: this. horrible, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Williams is a wide receiver for the uh,
1: St. Louis Rams,
0: Los Angeles Rams. He will be playing in the Super Bowl. He's from East Windsor, New Jersey. Okay, and will be playing in the Super Bowl and what on did, Sunday. Does he
1: have any catches, Nick Williams?
0: Um, actually, he might have been cut. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the last game he played for the Rams was in Week Eight, so maybe he's right. not with them anymore. But he was with them at some point.
1: All right, so I go two for three on Friday. He Super might Bowl. get a Friday. He might get a ring if they win, or well, some kind of share. Who knows? Right. I hope so. Listen, I, I think everybody deserves a ring if they were on the team for a, amount of time. and you know, I mean, it has to be a certain amount of time. Maybe Did you guys
0: like, vote on the player stuff? Did you guys decide what players got them and what then, or was that something the organization decided? I think it
1: was the organization. I yeah, wasn't I, sure I, if the I,
0: captains had a say in that. No. You guys really hated some dude. You're like, oh, don't give that
1: guy a ring. I, I wouldn't have wanted that. Okay. I wouldn't have wanted to make that decision, so I'm glad that I never had and to. And the
0: Giants, by the way, are extremely generous with how they do that. Pass They're out awesome. those rings, right? They're phenomenal.
1: Leave Remind me one day to tell you my story about getting the ring on Ring Day. It, is, it, it is a I classic. Yeah, tell me right now.
0: Classic, classic story. Oh my God. Did you almost leave it behind and forget No, no. It? I hadn't gotten it yet. Okay. <laughs> but that, that would have but, been classic Fegals or losing you the know, thing.
1: You know how much of a big golfer I am? Yeah. And Frankie Mara asked me to play in a charity event up in Westchester on the day that we were getting our rings. It was June something or whatever. And we drove up there, got done with the round. I went up, changed my clothes. How'd you shoot? It was, I don't know, it was a tournament, like a a charity thing, so I I, I could care less about the tournament that day because I knew I was getting my Super Bowl ring that night. I was so excited. I was so excited that I went into the locker room, okay, and just decided to get dressed and then leave. As you know, I like to leave things around. (laughs) I leave my wallet. (laughs) <laughs> and my keys and everything in my locker. So when I run out to the dr- to the parking lot, Frank is getting ready to leave. And I said to Frank specifically, Frank, do me a favor. Don't leave me. I don't, you know, I know I have GPS, but just I, I, don't leave me. I'm in, because we're going to the ceremony right now. He left me. I got stuck in traffic. Like you couldn't believe coming off the Merrick Parkway, Merritt Parkway, right? And I am freaking out. And and Frank was in the same traffic, but Frank is from that area, and he knows how to go the back roads to get uh, into the city. Boy. Lo and behold, the ceremony is being held up because of one Jeff Fegels <gasps> is coming from Westchester, and he's late for this ring ceremony. I was wondering why it didn't start on time that day. It was because of you? Wow. Now... <gasps> Here's the other thing. Good job, Shockey. So I start com- – <laughs> I, I am hauling into the city, right? And now I'm like three blocks from the from Tiffany's where they're having a ceremony, mm-hmm. and they have it all barricaded off. Sure. And I can't get in. And the guy's like, hey, no, you're not coming in here. I'm like, dude, I got to get in here. You turn that thing around, dude. I'm like, I'm Jeff Fiegels with the Giants. I, I'm, he goes, oh – Come on, dude. He moves the barricades away. And I come in, and I park my car literally in front of Tiffany. There's no, all the players took the buses there. And I finally came in, and literally within 30 seconds after I walked in, they started the ceremony. And I looked, I found Frank. I'm like, Frank, I will not tell you what I said to him. I'm like, you SOB for leaving me behind. Of the, took me 20 years to get the Super Bowl ring, and I am late to the ceremony. Oh, man. Tom must have been... Did he, did he, did he yell at you? Did Tom want to kill you? Of course he yelled at me. Of course he yelled at me. <laughs> what did he say? Like, you know, I, want to make a, I want to make a lasting impression. It took me 20 years to get
0: this thing. And of course, it was no surprise that the reason you were late was because of golf, which should surprise
1: <laughs> nobody. I was helping a friend and a person out in <laughs> Frank, and I was so excited. And for all the, the <laughs> those that know me very well, I would leave my head... At this table if it wasn't attached to my shoulders, John. Correct.
0: Yes, yes.
1: No, that's correct. How many times do I leave my phone at the stadium every year?
0: Dude, he, <laughs> he last year at, he left it at, you know when you walk into the stadium and they take your phone out of your pocket and put it in the little thing to go through the metal detector? Yeah. He left it in that thing three times just in 2018. Three!
1: I'm so excited to get to the game and the security <laughs> guys are there. I'm always having a conversation with them and I just forget that the phone is there. Have you always been that way your whole life? Yes, yes. As my wife says, you could talk to fleas off a dog. Stop talking to people. You talk to people everywhere. I'm like, I'm just friendly guy, you know. But it cost me. And then one time, <laughs> it cost And then me. one time, Schmoke had my phone, and and what Schmoke happened? was texting me to come and get my phone. It was really. And he stupid. actually had my phone in his hand. It it, it, it showed you how locked <laughs> in
0: I was. Like it, we were at, we were one of the games this year, and he had, and he the dope over here left his phone in the booth, so I wasn't thinking, and I'm like, all right. Let me text Jeff and let him know he left his phone here. And I'm texting him. Hey, Jeff, I have your phone. Duh.
1: I mean, that. I mean that, that see, is stuff really happens. stupid. The things we have to go through before our pregame show. It's unbelievable. Uh, Stress is very high. The bottom line, it's all Lance Meadows' fault. It is, Lance. Bottom line, I have my phone with me today. Well,
0: let's see if you have it in 20 minutes when you walk out of the building. Have right. fun.
1: Go Rams. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody.
0: Uh, we'll be back with you <laughs> on Monday. That'll be Leds and Detino. I'll be back on Tuesday. I have watched Dwayne Haskins.
1: You didn't even tell me who you wanted to win the
0: Super Bowl. I, I'm i rooting for the Rams, but I think the Patriots win 27-24. Okay. I'm so um, sure. I have watched Haskins. I will watch Kyler Murray on Monday, and I'll have a report for you on Tuesday's BBKL. So you can ignore Monday's show. Just make sure you tune <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> No, and all jokes aside, Lance and Detino will break down the Super Bowl on Monday. It'll be a great show. For Jeff Eagles. I'm Josh Schmell. Thanks ya, for joining folks. us. It was all brought to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Awards app to an amazing Giants prize. And, of course, this weekend, drink your Coors Lights responsibly when you watch, enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday night. We'll see you on Monday. Yep. Have a great weekend for the final game of football. Goodbye. In almost eight months. Dun, dun, dun. Adios. <laughs>